0: Everybody, welcome back to that 70s card show. I am your host, John Keating, and we talk about the cards and the cult, the culture of the very colorful 1970s. Here, uh, I can be reached on uh, Twitter at that's at, at 70s card show, um, that 70s card show at gmail.com, and now on YouTube at that 70s card show. Kind of gave up on Facebook, but that's okay. Most of us have. Uh, this is episode 25, and I am with Ray. Fonio, once again, Ray from Philly, part two. Uh number twenty-five is the Dell Unser episode. So that's in your honor, Ray. Hopefully you appreciate that. Uh, as you say, the best pinch hitter of all time.
1: Yes. Uh
0: yeah. So thanks for coming, Ben. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, thank you. Welcome back. And uh hopefully I'll uh I won't run out of uh audio tape this time. <laughs> um so episode four, we talked uh a little bit uh before the, the uh technical bugs Kicked in. Uh, I butchered your name a lot. I know that. Uh, so, but that's okay. We do that from where we're from, right? We, we that's have right. Hard time pronouncing names sometimes. Uh, and the good thing is we kind of talked about, uh, your goat, Mike Schmidt, and that's <laughs> kind of where the episode faded off. So we won't revisit that. We know that that's your coffin card. That's 73 Schmidt. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so uh, what I really wanted to talk, talk about uh, before we had our issues was the baseball card Hall of Fame, which you have started, and you are uh, you continue to carry the, the the ball there down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have four years worth of inductees. Um, yep. Twenty eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and twenty one. Right.
1: That's correct. Yep. Four so any,
0: any updates on that before I get into specific questions about that because I have a few.
1: Uh, well, um, we're trying, myself and my uh, two partners, uh, Mike This Baseball Card Life and uh, Victor uh, from the Rookie Card Specialist, uh, we're just trying to broaden the show, the, the, the contest, it's not even a contest, it's an event uh, that we do each year uh, by just trying to you know, maybe expand this l- to a little bigger and trying to maybe uh, get someone that will help us out, uh, possibly sponsor the event each year. And uh, so that and incorporate it into the national as well, uh, because I think this would be something that would be right up people's alley. Um, I do think this definitely has something that has legs. Um, it it could get into something uh, more substantial and more fun for people. Uh, it's not something that we're just trying to be huge or something, but we just want to get this contest a little bit more notoriety uh, for people to uh get involved because it's basically about the cards. It's not about individual people or it's like ourselves or anything about our channels. It's just about the cards, which is something that we do and we love more than anything is it's really about the cards and the classic great cards in the history of this hobby in baseball particularly. So yeah, we're, we're hoping that we can get this, uh, you know, we're working on a, a specific website and designing it. And, uh, you know, it did, grow immensely in this past year Uh, we did add a lot more things to it than compared to when I did it by myself in years past the voting was done better this year so that you can click on uh, certain players that you know we as a committee picked out rather than having everybody vote for any card out there because in the first three years I would have three, four hundred different kinds of cards <laughs> that people were voting on. So we just kind of wanted to make it in the same vein as like how the Veterans Committee does, where they'll they'll have a ballot of, I don't know how many are players are in there, 20, 30. And then you have to pick, uh, or just like in the voters ballot, they have to pick 10 players. So it's kind of keeping it a little bit more structured and detailed. And we have some big ideas of how we want to design a specific website as well. So, you know, things are, are coming along pretty good and we're hoping for bigger and better things next year yeah I
0: mean you uh obviously you you were alone for a couple of years there and Mike and Victor have come on board and it's it's great and Mm -hmm. you guys aren't you guys you guys aren't publicity seekers you're not marketers uh I'm surprised nobody else has has come on as far as corporate sponsorship because I can't see any there there are no uh negatives towards this Mm -hmm. right and hopefully you have not hopefully you've never gotten any negative feedback because it's it's a win-win for everybody right right absolutely and uh yeah so the next round obviously we're we're kind of yeah i think it was four months ago you had the last um you revealed the last uh round and you know i don't want there to be an off season for this right so what's mm-hmm. what's up next i mean are we are, where do we get into the nomination phase the voting uh, all that stuff have, have we have do we have a schedule for that yet
1: yeah hopefully myself mike and victor um maybe after the holidays in january we're going to get together and start working on uh, our ballot now. Guys that are, of course, that were voted cards that were voted in are going to be taken off of this year's ballot. And hopefully, we're going to start, uh, you know, looking into hopefully early January to uh, expanding the hot, uh, new player, new cards into the ballot and and uh, and telling people that when people responded in their votes and put comments of what they would like to see. Added in there. So we're taking yep. that in the, in the account as well. Uh, that's going to be first on board. Second on board is definitely to design a, a cool website that instead of having it on, um, Google we're going to have it on YouTube yeah. still, but we're going to have a, a link that goes to a website. That's going to have some really cool features on there. Hopefully sure. that's with the next biggest step after coming up with our ballot. Great. So, uh, Let's talk about some specific questions
0: that I have. Uh mm-hmm. I, I ask a lot of questions, I have my whole life, so I, I apologize, <laughs> but that's how I get that's how I get knowledge, right? And this whole that's thing right, is yeah. about knowledge, uh and learning. I try to learn all the time. Uh hot topic obviously is fanatics. Have you guys thought about uh a couple of years from now when all these cards that are inducted each year will be made by companies that are obsolete right so say yeah. you know your ballot's going to be filled with whether it's tops upper deck uh old bowman. deck, yeah bowman whatever right uh right you're going to reach a point where that's going to happen right mm-hmm. none, of these, yeah. none of these manufacturers are going to have active uh you know active present-day cards so have you guys thought about that do you care about that it doesn't matter right
1: no it doesn't really matter i mean um we're actually kind of looking forward to it uh uh, we're interested in seeing where, where fanatics is going to take this thing. Um, me, myself personally, I mean, yeah, I was uh, upset. Less, just like everybody else was. Cause tops was a part of a long withstanding history for 70 years. This is their 70th anniversary. Um, but it, I, I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen to it. If it's going uh, to, I just hope they, that fanatics uh, takes this and tries to gear it a lot towards more of the kids mm-hmm. because, uh, without those kids, the future is not going to continue. I mean, once we're done, we're gone. Right. There's, you know, who's going to continue this hobby? So right now, it's geared. It's it's it was always geared towards kids, but I felt feel lately it's been geared a lot towards the older generation for collectors. And I'm hoping fanatics makes this more into a uh, a fun thing for kids to look at and uh, keep on going. So I'm I'm really curious to see where they're going to take it. I'm hoping they take it into a good direction that can continue to hobby further for years to come. Listen, I'm, I'm
0: in Las Vegas right now, and uh, yesterday I went to the Las Vegas card show, and you know, every show is different. You, you and mm-hmm. I go to the Philly show. There's a lot of vintage there. There's a lot of old-timers behind the table. It, mm-hmm. definitely a younger demographic behind the table right now. Uh, yes. Dealing. Obviously, we know there's a lot of shiny cards. But also, uh, you know, I saw a lot of kids with their boxes, which is great, a handful of slabs. I think that that's awesome because you can still see the excitement uh, from these little guys, even though you yeah. and I bought, you know, we bought quarter packs or 10-cent packs when we were a kid. Yep. You know, that's long gone, but these, you can see the excitement. Hopefully, they don't get priced out as well, right? So, right. I, so, hope, so, I hope so. So here's another one, right? Uh, number one, uh, in your 2018 uh, inaugural class. Uh, I don't know whether you have these listed in voting order, but Ken Griffey Jr. 1989 upper deck card was right up there. And I believe that the list I'm looking at, Wagner or uh, Mantle, 52 Mantle, T206 Wagner, and 89 Griffey Jr. Those are the top three cards, I think, in the industry. I mean, they're, they're, oh, God. they're, they're iconic. Yeah. So do you yeah. foresee, like, last time this happened was 89. You got a number one Fanatics card ever. I mean, that's very strong possibility that could be an induct the first fanatics inductee in your uh it
1: it could be it depends on what that card number one is on that first set i mean that's a very good point i mean um but you know the first top set in 1951 really didn't didn't take off till 52 but i think you know this is different times are different and i think they they aren't starting for a few more years so i think the hype and the build-up from now till when they first start, first start is going to be immense. So yeah, whoever that card number one is, I'm curious to see who it's going to be. Um, you know, it could that kid could be in high school right now. We don't know that. right That kid because could I, be. In Griffey Greenstone. was like that.
0: Yeah, four <laughs> four years before '89, Griffey was whatever, could probably go into his junior prom or maybe even a sophomore.
1: Right? It's crazy. That's exactly right. Yeah.
0: So we'll see what happens. What you know, you have a couple of years for on, on that, fanatics. Um, football basketball hockey card hall of fame have there been thoughts of that i mean you're trying to get this going Have
1: you guys thought about that yet? yeah we've talked about that at our last meeting we were like if you know we tried to get the word out there if someone wants to do a football hall of fame feel free right uh i, I haven't seen anybody uh start to get the ball rolling on that but um you know, I would like to see this expand into all four sports or at least three of the sports or whatever, right. because sure. there's not just a lot of great baseball cards out there in the history of this hobby. There's some great iconic football cards and basketball, man, basketball right now, as far as the modern hobby is number one right now. And I've been looking now more so a lot, not more so, but I've been taking a really long, deep look at vintage basketball cards, yep. you know, stuff yep. that I grew up with, like Dr. J and, yep. George Gervin and all those players from the seventies. There's some good cards. Like those early seventy cards are are are, beautiful. They're beautiful cards. They're
0: colorful. They're they're culturally significant, right? We see everything changing right in front of our eyes. It's just. I love them. I and 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 this show I've been doing, you know, a lot of basketball. Obviously, or I love doing the basketball stuff because it's something that I didn't. I don't think I collected when I was a kid. I I tell people all the time. I can't tell you how many (laughs) Magic uh, Doc. Uh, bird, bird cards I ripped. It. I separated in my life, you know, oh. back back in the day. But like that's, I remember that far back. But now I'm looking at this stuff from the early seventies. It's beautiful.
1: You know? Oh, they're beautiful cards, especially yeah. the doc, the Doctor yep. J rookie. Yep. Yeah, ABA stuff. Right? That's a great card. Uh, yeah. So someday i mean
0: maybe this is a sports card hall of fame you never know right yeah you know maybe maybe you you, because you know it's like the baseball hall of fame itself like there was a rush you had to get all these great players in and and right eventually maybe expand in that who knows uh do you do you foresee maybe smaller classes in the future i think you do 10 cards a year i mean do you do you see that happening
1: um no not in the near future uh because there's so many cards out there in the history of hobby and remember it's not just rookie cards and it's not just a player who could be in the Hall of Fame; it right. could be a card like a seventy-one Munson, yeah. you know, that, or fifty-two Pafco or something like or that, right? You know what I mean? Something like that—that that people yeah. are going to um, just really, you know, they just are enamored with these cards just because of their popularity, right. the way they look. Yep, they're iconic cards, and not all of them are, are rookie cards or Hall of Famers. So,
0: how do uh, I yeah. get Don, how do I get Don Mossy in there? Do you know any chance um, sixty-five Mossy? Can I put him in there right
1: We will have to see.
0: Okay, bring that up at the next board meeting, all right, please? You got it. Appreciate it. I have two of his rookies now. I don't know why, but uh, anyway, very handsome man. Uh, (laughs) Here's something I got a question for you, and I know you thought about this, but why hasn't it happened? Why is there no Baseball Card Hall of Fame PSA set registry?
1: Uh, That's a good question. I mean, they do have rookie yeah, uh, but PSA you're the man there, Moore. man. You're running that I, joint
0: over there at PSA. <laughs>
1: wow. you got to make that's it happen. A, it got, it's, it's a good idea. I mean, you know, yeah. if I can... Uh, I, yeah, you there's know, no
0: reason not to, you know. it's
1: I, I would love to. I mean, I would yeah. love to create a set of uh, cards that were, you know, people that have voted on this contest over the years and say, right. you know, every year 10 cards are going to be added to this set, just like there's players added to the regular Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's uh, that's something i would love to see because uh you know psa does some really cool hall of fame type of sets yeah. but not something that people have actually voted on themselves so that would be uh interesting
0: i wonder you and i both <laughs> wonder if any you know who's the guy who, who completes that set right that's crazy. i have i went through the list here i have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven 12, 13, I have fifteen of the cards in your. That's Hall pretty of Fame good so far. Yeah, I'm doing all right. And I use your. You know, that's a good template. Your, 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 uh, your, your Hall of Fame is a great template for where to to to, to point your eyes. And,
1: and that's that's part of the thing that we discussed at the at at the last Hall of Fame announcement was, uh, and I was talking to Dr. James Beckett about this as well, is that it, it brought attention to certain cards that people might have not have known about because right. when people see Oh, I didn't even think about that card. And this got voted into this year's Hall of Fame. Let me take a look at this 71 months in. Let me take a look at the 76, Brett, second year. You know, let me take a look at this card and that card. And, you know, we're, that's what the whole thing was about, really, was not just looking at the big iconic cards, but cards that people really loved and that were still popular, but forgot about. For whatever yep. reason, in time yep. over years, they just forgot about these certain cards, yep. or to look at even certain players that are somewhat modern, like a Trout or a Jeter. Yeah, people, yeah. you know, it just brought some sure. good attention to go t- check these cards out.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I was a little disappointed with this year's results. Uh, we've talked about it before. I think a uh, Carl Yastrzemski guy, and 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 I guess the two cards that didn't get in were the T two hundred five Christie Mathewson, yeah, and, and Yaz was the second loser and i have both of those cards so yeah uh, i want to you got to make that happen and uh, i was going to ask you about your boy uh michael jack uh, mm-hmm. he got pretty close uh is there and, I, and this is kind of like i'm not saying this in jest but have you guys thought about like a veterans committee like it's uh, under recognized cards you know eventually i know i know it's yeah, sort of, sort of a popularity contest, but there's some un, there's some cards. That that's to be that's a right? good
1: thing, because the, the, how the whole actual Hall of Fame works is that they have two ways of getting in. With I, they have what I call the front door, mm-hmm. which is the BBWAA right. and the back door, <laughs> which right. is the Veterans Committee. Right. Either way, you get in. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we could over over time keep these guys on the ballot for a certain amount of years, just like they do. With the regular Hall of Fame, sure. And if they don't maintain, we did have it as they have to maintain a certain percentage. Mm-hmm. And if they fall below, I think it was five percent, just like they do with the BBWA, right. they get knocked off the next year's ballot. But that doesn't necessarily mean they still can't get in. So we That's might do point. a second. Yeah. yeah, we might do a second committee, such as a veterans committee for this. That
0: yeah, to get them back on the ballot. Like the '54 Bowman Mantle, I think is a gorgeous card. I, I mm-hmm. can't believe that people didn't vote for that or the, right. uh, the 49 Bowman campy, you know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, cards that deserve more recognition, And hopefully they're not, as you say, they're not lost forever. Out of and and we
1: had more votes this year than I had the first three years combined. Perfect. So it was, it definitely was a huge step this year. And I think a lot of it was because the ease of the voting because before I had people doing videos right. and I had to literally manually count them. And now it's just, you click and yeah. it does a tally for you. So it literally takes two minutes of people's sure. time. And they have pictures of each card when you're voting on it. So you can kind of take a look at the front. One. Yeah. And I'm not sure if the back's on there, but at least the front. Right. And it's a lot more simpler. And, you know, I like to say, keep it simple, stupid. stupid K- right? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, and it, yeah. that simpler modification got more out of it. Yep. So, yeah, it was a streamlined. It thing was like 500 Spain. people yeah. voting this year.
0: Yeah. Compared to like
1: 40 last year before.
0: Yeah. And that's great. And it's only going to get bigger because, uh, you know, most of this stuff is vintage oriented and there's, you know, there's a big push on vintage. We see a lot of people coming in from, you know, younger people coming into the vintage market. I see it on Twitter. I hang out on Twitter. A lot people want to know where to start and all that. Right. Um, Yeah, because you know, as more people come in, you also want to give some of those cards that got bumped off another a second look, right? Yeah, because absolutely, yeah, a different different set of people appreciating them. So, um, no sponsors, right? Have you been approached? Have you turned stuff down? Because I just, like I said, I can't believe that the people that sponsor some of these other shows aren't on board. It doesn't have to be manufacturers. You know, it could be Uh the big card shops. It could be, you know the big the big auction sites i just can't believe uh you know that nobody has approached you guys is, is
1: that uh we we were in discussion with a, a a company soon after the hall of fame after the national and right. it and it's not totally done okay yet so I, i'm Something not going to say a- that and you got to be picky too
0: right In this yeah because uh we see what happens you can Go from uh, hero to zero pretty quickly.
1: Oh, it's overnight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> overnight. I've been had many ideas tossed at me to change it in different ways, and to right. maybe bring in a different a judge panel, like guys from auction houses and stuff uh, like that, and yeah. stuff. And I'm uh, kind of just want to keep it with within, you know, the own little niche that I have yeah. here, but for my own little family here with me, me, right. Mike, and Victor. Yeah. Um,
0: that's the, the bottom of the last thing I want to talk about the baseball card hall of fame is I wanted to make sure that, you know, to, to show everybody knows uh, Mike and Victor, you know, the appreciation I know you have cause you're a pretty oh, God, guy. yeah So it's, it's great that you're not in it alone now. And it, you know, three minds are better than one mind any day. Right.
1: Absolutely. I mean, yeah. the, the, uh, the, the ideas they were coming up with the work that they put into it mm-hmm. uh, it's shown this year. I mean, you know, doing one thing by myself was fun and everything but I was uh, it just was it was like stagnant now yep. with three people coming in it just uh yep. yeah I couldn't have done it couldn't have reached what we did this year without those two guys definitely
0: Well if, if I'm around I can't wait to have you back to talk about that because uh, again I don't think it should ever be a um topic that is not uh current we should always be talking about that because it's a great thing for our hobby uh um, Yeah all
1: year round I, I, yeah. we are going to do update videos before the next uh announce you know the, the next uh induction okay um so we'll we'll be giving people updates monthly something like that okay uh, we are going to be having little th- meetings before the year is over and then have maybe a video up in January just giving some sort of updates but we're keep it uh, in the news man you know we're working on it yeah yeah, yeah. definitely
0: so we're going to talk a little bit more about you now okay um, okay uh, you and I i think we, we may have graduated the same year i know we're less than a year apart i'm early sixty eight i know you 're sixty seven right right yes. um, so we're kind of we kind of have the same uh track uh we're obviously we grew up in the same area you're mm-hmm. a south philly guy i was i was from Alney, different parts mm-hmm. of town but in different <laughs> worlds but that's okay um, Let me talk a little bit about your uh actual current collecting i guess are you a slab only guy do you you know are you a set collector what's your what do you got going on because i see yeah, I do slabs. a little
1: i do a lot more slabs but i do like sets as well um okay. i did the 72 set last year and i want to finish my goal is within the next couple years finish the 70s all of sure. the 70s right um i, I do have 79 that. that's 72 i don't know how you did it dude I'm, it took me, me forever I, I got lucky i got lucky with a fellow youtuber a couple of years ago, he had a lot of duplicates. And when I say a lot of duplicates, he had like 450 duplicates. Right. So Just I got started right off the bat with right. 60% of the set was done. Sure. That's so great. Yeah. when I got that, I said, well, I might as well finish it. I only have yeah. 300 cards left, so yeah. I might yeah. as well finish it. Great set. And then one thing, it. Yeah. yeah, one thing led to another. I said, well, I'm a, I'd like to finish the rest of the 70s because yeah. that's my favorite decade anyway. Yep. Yeah. Yeah is, you know, I'm working on 78 this year and okay. uh, 77. And actually, I mean, I really love 76. I know a lot of people talk about 75 with the two-tone colors and everything, mm-hmm. and then they are cool. But I grew up with that 76 set, you know, with the silhouette of the players on the bottom corner. Yeah, yep. I, yeah. That was like the – you know, I didn't start collecting until 79, but my brother right. collected before me, and I there was 76s all over the house. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I could – picture of those '76s all over our bedroom when i was a kid
0: yeah i i, I love that set too I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big fan it's 76 of course the all-star game was in philly i got to go there for some <laughs> odd reason it's one of my so early, was i earlys. yeah it's crazy <laughs> I, I remember i still remember seeing all those guys those players it was amazing yeah um all right so you talked about your sets there uh Let's talk about your your world famous PSA uh, inventory that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just finished the Juan Marichal set, uh, beautiful yeah. set. One of those guys, very photogenic, right? He's like Clemente. Um,
1: yeah, and he's and his cards are from an era which they're beautiful cards, the '60s and '70s. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying not to do. I mean, I would love to do guys like you, you know, like a, a Dawson or an Ozzy Smith, but they get. I'm trying to stay away from guys who have cards that are in the that go into the nineties because mm-hmm. there's just not a high population yep. of cards graded from the nineties. Yeah. Right. So the most and there, and there won't be, right? With no uh, ten day slabs are gone forever, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. So I'm trying to go from say Mike Schmidt and Pryor. Right. So that would be like a Schmidt rookie, a Carlton Fisk rookie, and uh, Bly Levin Simmons and through those guys okay. as long as they don't nice. enter into the nineties. Right. then i'm good so that's why with guys like marischel and jim palmer they were like right up my alley you know 60s, right. 70s and somewhere in the, in the 80s and that's fine because uh it's easier that way and the cards are really beautiful they're right. nostalgic and uh it's i started getting into more of the player runs because it's more affordable yeah. than doing uh, the these set registries which once you get past a certain amount of cards in these set registries here the 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 value, like, say, on that 300 set I'm doing, you know, it's like, forget about it. Yeah. You're not going to finish that set. Yeah. So, in sure. order to still keep collecting, I've, I've involved with the player runs, which I mm-hmm. will always love doing from their rookie to their last year. Right. It's uh, really cool. Well, you
0: had some breaking news earlier today. Uh, uh, Reginald, uh, Martinez <laughs> Jackson is your next guy. And, yeah. uh, that's awesome. I mean, that's going to take you quite a way into the 80s. Yeah. I don't, you know, and, and, do you have any yet? Do you have any already?
1: I mean, which? Well, you? I have his rookie, so I am off to a good start right there. Okay, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I am probably just going to do the eighties for the rest of this year, okay, and then the beginning of the year to start doing the seventies. But uh, chip away. Yeah, his first, his second, and third year are, are no joke. 70 Seventeen, seventy, yeah. especially seventy-one. Yep. Anything in nineteen seventy-one? It's tough. In the past year. Even in sevens and sixes, I've just gone through the roof. So I was going
0: to say, what do you what do you predict your uh, you're going to get know. there? You're going to get a four or five? Do you think you're I don't know go for a six or seven? Man? I
1: might have to get a five, but it all depends yeah. if I luck out and get a six. Yeah, it all depends on the the timing. Yeah. Everything's timing in this hobby. So yep. Yep. Uh, if I and, I, if I see something in an auction in a six that goes for a decent price, I might I might grab it. Sure. So uh, that was one of my questions I had for
0: you. Uh, you are you specifically or uh, exclusively on eBay
1: with these uh, no. purchases? Okay. No, I do a couple of auction houses. When I, since I'm on the PSA uh, registry, PSA emails me cards that, on sets that I belong to, they'll email me certain auction houses that will have these cards up for sale. So I'll get an email for uh, auction houses like Sirius Sports Auctions, okay. uh, Sterling Sports Auctions. Wheatland auctions, Robert Edwards auctions, which I don't go to because Robert Edwards is like upper yeah. echelon. Yeah. And the fees but, are pretty high too. Right? Uh, and the fees are pretty high. But yeah. like guys like Wheatland and Sterling yeah. are right up my alley. You know, they're mid grades, three, fours and fives. And I'm fine with that because I'm not, I'm not about the grades. I'm just about just having the car, just the yeah. ownership. Sure. If it looks nice and just having it, that's, that's fine by me. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I am. Besides eBay, I'll go to about, three or four different auction houses that PSA notifies me about.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's safe, obviously. Uh, eBay, I think, uh, is, oddly enough, I think they're losing uh, a little bit of luster. There's a lot of stuff, you know. It's a lot of stuff off. going on. Yeah. I do a lot of Twitter and Facebook stuff. I'm in some vintage groups on Facebook, and Twitter has these these amazing sales on uh, Wednesday nights where yeah. people, you know, vintage stuff, and I've gotten a lot of stuff lately off there. So. There's yeah. a lot of options, for sure. Um, yeah,
1: I would say definitely expand your options to yeah. other than even Facebook. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've done very well on Facebook baseball card groups because you're yeah. saving on fees and you, yep. can, negotiate you can negotiate more negotiate. because, yep.
0: yeah. And you can see what other people are offering or whatnot. Yeah, it, it absolutely. really. I bought my… Uh, I bought the uh, Aaron rookie off of Facebook a couple weeks ago.
1: Oh, nice. uh, Oh, you got the Aaron rook?
0: Yeah, I got a four. And it was, uh, you know. That's
1: incredible.
0: I yapped at the guy, and the guy goes, Yeah, sure, I could do it for this. So. uh, Oh, congratulations. That's a beautiful, beautiful card. Obviously, right? It's a beautiful card, yeah. So, I'm very lucky. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I you know, I have this thing where I think I trust the uh card market more than the stock market now, so they'll, they'll get my they'll get my money before uh Charles Schwab will, I think. Uh personal question here, how many slabs do you own around about do you think? I mean, if you don't want to answer
1: for security no, purposes I understand, but and how do you I, keep I, track of them? How do you, you know? Well, PSA has their database okay, that I, right everything's there. in my inventory. It's true. Yeah. I would say close to a thousand slabs. It's amazing, man. It's a lot of. And, you know, you, I hope you're
0: buying carbon offsets for all this stuff because you're really <laughs> you're putting the hell out of the world with all this plastic. I,
1: you know, I keep it stored in boxes <laughs> and. Uh, the electric company was over the other days. like, is there carbon monoxide now?
0: <laughs> you're the guy. We've been looking for you. You're, you're the, the guy reason. polluting
1: all of Delaware County.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a hole in the ozone layer because of you. Uh, another sensitive question. Uh, any SGC or BGS, BBG or, or you know. No, I mean, you're, I would.
1: You're I, a if, gold it, star, uh, PSA. If, if it wasn't for these addictive set registries, yeah. if I, yeah. I, I, I wish I could go back in time. Yep. That if I would have known then, like we all say, if I would have known then what I know now, uh-huh. I would have just collected just—I don't care what slab it was. Yeah. But now that I'm in these set registries, it's like on I, I got to like get this card to finish in this set. And you're in these rankings now, and I, yeah. I wish I could go back seven years and be like, just just collect whatever. I mean, yeah. and I would tell people to do the same thing. Don't just do what I do and just stick with one company. SGC is a very reputable. Yep. For sure, great grading company. I have they. Their their slabs look great now. Uh, the turnaround time is phenomenal. Right. So I would have no qualms about buying an SGC card if, if I wasn't so stupid as seven years ago to be starting these set <laughs> You're registries. too deep now, right? Now I'm, deep. now I'm in it. You know, I'm like yeah. I can't get out. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I I made a
0: decision this year to send a bunch of stuff out, like my stuff that i've had forever and i wanted to get them encapsulated and i went with sgc you know 30 bucks a pop got them back in two weeks and they look great and they look great uh yeah and it's you know you can you can see my uh my set i'm I'm the crimpets on psa uh so i'm i'm in there but my mantle collection just stopped there because i have you know four or five sgcs now you know and
1: and i don't fall for the value thing that people say oh psa's value i mean sgc Uh. And it's TSA man, it's getting there for sure. They're very close.
0: Now, how you said you store your slabs? You just got them in shoe boxes, that kind of thing.
1: No, I have these uh, graded storage cases um, okay. that I got lucky because some of them are very expensive. Some of them could be two two fifty, mm-hmm. but I found them at my LCS store. That someone came in and sold it to my friend, who's the owner there, and I mm-hmm. would get it for half the price. And they have the foam in between, so okay. you can put the slabs. And I have two of them. And I have a couple of wall display cases, uh, from Penzoni. They're all full. So I'm actually, you know, my Christmas present might be another oh, display. Yeah. case. Yeah.
0: I wrestle with that too, right? Like, what are you doing there? I had to take, I took, you know, my Hank Aaron doesn't live with me. He's away at the bank. Uh, yeah. I don't blame along, you. Along with a couple of my, you know, a lot of my mantles. So it's, you put stuff in there. It's, I guess it's, uh, you know, uh, an evolving piece of art, right? Cause you can change absolutely all the time. Yeah. Um,
1: I know you have a son.
0: I know he's mm-hmm. an athlete. Uh, does he share your passion for
1: uh, for this game? He loves play? the game. Um, I don't have to put on a baseball game when he's with me at weeknights. We put the TV on. He's glued to the baseball game, so he knows the history. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that and uh, has to do with you know I'm a baseball nerd. You know, like yep. I lead a lot, read a lot of baseball books yep. behind me. And I watched the documentaries. Uh, my DVR is completely maxed out. As a matter of fact, I have to get a new DVR <laughs> because my DVR is completely baseball documentary maxed huh. out. I mean, from Ken Burns to yeah. this Sports Century, that yeah. everything baseball related. So I, I like to be, I take pride in my son Ray, who, you know, when he was nine years old, could recognize pictures of guys like Luke Garrick and right. Joe DiMaggio and Jimmy Fox at nine. And mm-hmm. my friends were like, how the heck does he know? And I'm like, that's my fault. (laughs) Because, you know, I, I just don't teach him the modern stuff. He's, he sees all this old stuff around me. So I like that. And I like that he knows the history as well. As just not the modern all the kids today they know a lot of the modern they of should of course they're brilliant these kids these days right and they have, and that's what we did yeah, you know I followed yeah. Schmidt and Dawson yeah. and all those guys in bench as well but my grandfather kept me in tune with the past mm-hmm. as yep. well so that made you, you to like the hobby to love the hobby you got to love the game I think and you got to love the history of the game I'm in love with the history of the game.
0: You and I and, read the uh Daily News from the back to the front. We read the yeah. back first, and that's where we learned about this whole thing, right? Yeah. Transactions, yeah. box scores, the whole thing, you know. That's exactly that's, right. That's how we learned about it. So I mean, the kids these days, they watch a 30-second clip on SportsCenter, but they don't watch the games. So. They don't well, they, they don't watch the games. They don't listen to, you know, Harry and Richie and uh, and Andy you know, and Andy, well, Andy. Andy
1: and we Muster, yeah. We
0: won't, we won't mention Wheels, but yeah, Andy too. <laughs> we don't, you know, 11 o'clock at night they're playing out in san diego and it's just it takes you to a different place you know yeah um do you ride dirty do you collect raw vintage at all yeah okay yeah uh, i mean you're just as passionate about
1: that or you know oh yeah obviously obviously
0: we see your slabs on your youtube channel so but you're just as active with that
1: oh absolutely yeah i mean I, i don't i mean I buy raw modern because it's it's keeping my son in involved mm-hmm. with the current players today. So I'll buy packs if I could find them right. of a comp of the modern stuff. But the uh, I'll go to shows and pick up. Uh, you know, I, I'm doing the Bobby Chance autograph run of yeah. all his cards. Yeah. And if I see a player come in to the Philly show or to locally in my area, I'll get his rookie card or something and have it signed, mm-hmm. which is something I never did years ago to sign a card. Mm-hmm. That was defacing a card. Yep, yep. Not anymore. It's not. <laughs> so yeah. no, I like I like raw raw cards as well because um, I you know it sounds weird, but it's there's something about and and people are going to be like why it's something about smelling the card like if you mm-hmm. if you have that raw vintage cardboard in your hand like my basement when you walk down in my basement it smells like a card shop you could smell the cardboard and my, it smells yeah. like a card shop and the gum and all that and stuff. the gum you yeah. smell the sugar from the bubble yeah. gum and you smell the cardboard <laughs> all around here not nice. the slabs i'm telling because i, mean, I nice. have i have 30 40 binders of raw cards and boxes nice. everywhere down here and i love that That's so nice. it's something about holding the card rather than holding the plastic the plastic is it looks nice aesthetically pleasing But you got to collect raw too, because that's where you know, and you got to hold the card. Well, that's a big
0: thing. I I talk about um, NFTs or fractionals or uh, the vaults. Like I had a a new LCS opened up on uh, Wheelhouse, opened up on the on Lancaster Avenue, right? Yeah. uh, I talked. He goes, "Oh, you thought about vaulting your cards?" And I said, "Well, yeah, I have them at the bank." He goes, "No, sending them off. I want to be able to look at my cards, feel my cards, right? I don't want to." Just know that my card is in Seattle or you know New Hampshire or whatever, right? right? Like you and I have to have our hands on them. So I hope yeah. to exp- I hope to expose you here, Ray, with uh, <laughs> one more question about slabs. Okay, and, and you need to be honest with me on this. Okay, all your peers or whomever listens to this will know this forever. So uh, this is not a truth or dare. You're under oath here. <laughs> Give me your. Uh, let me know what your worst graded card is your lowest graded card
1: uh i have a one psa one
0: oh, do you okay uh, yeah it's not I, the 1988 mike lavalier is it no the it's uh, <laughs> okay I've,
1: it's I've a 33 gaudy melot oh
0: nice you uh i think you did an episode on that yeah about recently, a right? month ago yeah. yeah oh that was a one huh it looked yeah. a lot better than a one that's for sure <laughs> so uh, you, your uh your youtube channel i think is brilliant um Thank you. Where do you get your uh, Where do you get your media? Like you just get it off the internet, like your intros and all that stuff, right?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I just go to a, a place like Zoom and I um, uh, go to YouTube and upload the videos onto Zoom. Okay, like for an intro,
0: right? I think it's great because it's the historical part of that is
1: great, Yeah, it, it's you know? it's almost kind of movie esque a little right. bit. Right. Um, I, there's guys out there that their uh, their editing is superior. Mine's a little more simplistic. Right. But <laughs> a lot <laughs> For more simplistic. Sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> um but I like to at least do a little nice intro and uh, an exit and then in between it's just, you know, your stuff. It's It'll- your speaking.
0: Listen, I've had Rich Klein on here. I've met Rich Klein in person. Oh ever. my god, he's great. I had um I <laughs> I had Chick-fil-A nuggets with Rich Klein once, uh, at a dinner. And, uh, anyway, I call him the human Like I think the most addictive thing in this business and, uh, is baseball reference. And I know you pop that in there cause you click something on, it's like talking to Rich Klein, you click something yeah. on baseball reference and you're gone, you're gone for an hour or two. You, yeah. you know, you don't know how you ended up with, uh, Mel Ott and then, uh, an hour later you're on Yvonne de Jesus's <laughs> page, right? Like, you know, I'm sure you're the same way, right? You looked at your history. Uh, baseball reference is probably one of the most, uh, Oh
1: God. you know, Yeah. Rich was, was fantastic. Uh, I had him on a couple months ago and there, there, I, Mike, this baseball card life told me, he says, when you talk to him and meet him, you're going to be so impressed. Yeah. There isn't anything about any set he doesn't know. It's amazing. And it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I could throw this card out there. He knew what card number it was yeah. and what it looked like. And
0: yeah, he, uh, I was down at Dallas and he is, I mean, he's as, as nice as he is on everybody's yeah. programs, uh, and generous, but He also was set up as a dealer. Like I said, we we were at a content creator's dinner. I was fortunate enough to be a fly on the wall there. And Mm -hmm. he, uh, obviously very knowledgeable, but I also, uh, the next day I went and bought some cards from him. And he does, he's a, he's, I mean, he's a smart guy, but like the, the psych ops that he plays on you as well. Like everybody's got their slabs laid out in their showcases he's got piles of cards in the showcases that are random. Like, you don't know what you're... It forces you to open up the case and look yeah. through 20 cards. And it's brilliant because he wants right. you to learn about cards, right? right? So And I was looking for... I'm trying to finish my 71 set. I'm down to nine scrubs or eight scrubs plus a Vita Blue. And, you know, I was trying to get an Aparicio. He goes, yes, that's card 630. And he goes, I you know, and yeah. it, like... It's just a random thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's just amazing. Uh, he told
1: me about a Maury Wills card that I, I mean, I'm you know what's the rookie card for me? The rookie card for Maury Wills is 63 Fleer. Well, Fleer. he yeah. told me about a card that Maury Wills is on the 60 tops card. It's a World Series card. And it just says Aparicio slides in, oh, and he's sliding okay. into second base. And who's the second baseman? But Maury, Maury Wills.
0: Wills. Yeah. So he
1: goes. So is that his rookie card? I'm like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. So now I've been looking for this card. Yeah. Because I think that's just so cool yeah. that he, for sure, spotted a card that Maury Wills's first appearance ever is not the '63 Flair. He's on the '60 tops. Well, that's like
0: the uh, yeah. You're right. It's like uh, Willie Mays's last card was not the '73 Mets card uh it's the 74 world series card world
1: series card yeah
0: where he's at the plate right which is that's that's the cool stuff about that right um yeah uh let's talk a little bit more about the 70s here right you and i like you mm-hmm. said we parallel universe we're the same universe just on parallel tracks uh i'm sure you watched 17 29 or 48 uh uhf right every oh, day yeah. after school yeah. what tell me what you watched
1: back then after school yeah
0: give, give me a few and i'm guarantee it was the same stuff i was watching
1: three stooges were on after school they
0: were i thought they were yeah. on saturday mornings okay
1: now after school and of course bugs bunny was on world okay. warner brothers uh-huh uh, like elmer fudd and bugs bunny and the roadrunner i was a flintstones guy
0: back then i think flintstones and were on 48. flintstones <laughs> was on
1: <laughs> Flintstones was on before dinner started okay. at five okay. that was the last thing i watched before dinner was the flintstones I'm still envious.
0: the Last time uh, you were on the show, you talked about having prism, which I never had. So I was hoping you were still in the UHF game back then.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, to... Watching the gong show on Channel 48. Yeah. 48, yep. I used to come sure, home man. for lunchtime from like grade school. To come... Back then, you could come home for lunch. Yep. Same thing. And I used to come home for lunch and uh, <laughs> I'd watch Mikhail's Navy. Yep. And, <laughs> and the gong show that's great man and then go back to school and then go back what a life right it was great yeah you could do that in south philly you couldn't do that in delta when i mentioned the unknown comic people are like it's the unknown comic yeah that's funny stuff
0: man now you know i kind of i want to say i was a late bloomer when it came to music what was your deal when did you feel like uh the seventies music took hold of you. You talked about keep it simple, stupid. Yep. Okay, Yeah. Well, there you go I right f- there. I and fell in love with
1: those guys. And that was the band right there. Yeah. When, uh, I mean, everybody uh, had their lunchbox and I'm talking about mm-hmm. kiss. Yep. And you know, it was all in their book covers at mm-hmm. school. And one night, I think it might've been like 77, 78. They had a movie called uh, kiss meets the phantom of the park. Yep. And you know, I just saw these guys, I didn't know they were banned. I thought they were like actually just superheroes. And <laughs> I didn't I didn't know they I mean I was like ten or eleven yep. years old, I'm like, Oh, this guy breathes fire and I really felt like they were like just superheroes on T right. V. And I'm like, Oh, they actually do play songs? I'm like when I heard them on the radio, I'm like, That's the band yeah. and then I was just hooked with Kiss, uh, for the late seventies. I mean Tell me
0: your favorite great. uh not in retrospect, but tell me your favorite Kiss album and your favorite Kiss song from uh 10 11 year old ray Fonio. uh love gun love gun favorite song off that album same thing love gun okay love it good job well done did well there uh i you know i saw kiss when i was 10 years old at the spectrum and i told my mom i'm gonna do that Uh, for a living and i got to do that for a living so i
1: saw them at 12 years old in 79 i snuck Uh. out and went to madison square garden Okay, well that's that's pretty impressive, and I'm going to tell you one other
0: thing. (laughs) This this is right in your wheelhouse. I saw them; it had to be 83 uh, at your beloved Tower Theater on the lick. My favorite
1: place, the the It Up
0: Tour, man, with their first
1: tour I open up and accept open up for them. So uh, I saw accept at the Tower with Crocus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We could do a whole show about that stuff, my friend. Uh, So. Uh do you play music? I think you're a musician, are you not?
1: i yeah, I played guitar from like nineteen eighty two Well, I still kind of do right. I was in bands up until four years ago. then I just okay. retired. It was just getting, I was getting too old too to play yeah. coming home at two o'clock in the morning from bars and stuff <laughs> I was you know then taking three days to recover and stand up straight again <laughs> yeah it's different. you know, you and a people were getting tired of me playing kiss rock and roll all night or yeah. Ozzy and stuff like that, and I was no. like well. You know, they were, once they're asking me for hip hop, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I was Can like, I can't do this no more. Black Eyed Peas, please. No, I can't. Nah. So tell
0: me who the greatest guitarist of all time is. In Eddie Van Halen. Career. All right. So you were a uh, VH guy. I was mm-hmm. uh, his Sunset Strip rival. Randy Rose was my guy. Yeah. growing up so uh yeah big deal now here's a question i ask people i asked dr jim you know a uh personal question about the beatles mccartney or lennon i don't care uh about that with you i care about something even uh, more closer to my uh heart uh led zeppelin or pink floyd
1: i like zeppelin
0: ray you disappoint me but that's okay <laughs> i'll put you down you're like my oldest brother joseph who uh uh insists on led zeppelin i'm a pink floyd guy <laughs> so, uh yeah so uh anything these days like i you know i honestly i don't listen to music i listen to podcasts
1: I, you know, I listen to podcasts too i mean yeah um i mean there's a couple of bands that have caught my ear in the past few years like shine down okay um rival sons uh, and, mm-hmm. and the reason being is because rival sons has that Old kind of flavor. And this other band that everyone says sounds like Zeppelin, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, okay. You know, the singer sounds like Robert Plant. And every 10 years, there's always a band that comes out that sounds Robert like Robert Plant.
0: Plant. Yeah. Well, yeah. And people don't realize Robert Plant sounded like the Mississippi Blues. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that first album was basically a cover album.
1: It was all Willie Dixon stuff. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> so, which is what we love about baseball, right? You can't, right. No, you can't cover. I mean, you can... You know, you can emulate your game after somebody, but right. you you're either you either succeed or you don't succeed. So that's exactly what's interesting right. is you can't be nobody can call you a knockoff or a ripoff. You have to you know you have to produce.
1: You have to produce. Yeah,
0: I think uh, to get just to say something that nobody really cares about. I think Audio Slave was probably the best. The first album was probably the best album in the last
1: twenty. Yes, very years. Uh, very good band. But
0: uh, I mean, again, those were retreads from the nineties as well. But still, right. uh, I'm kind of so dis. Enchanted with modern music. I'm, I'm a bitter old guy at this point. Um, anything outside of the hobby? You're, you know, you, you, you. Your YouTube channel is. I mean, you're in there You're on there a lot, and uh, your content, like I said, is great. Uh, hobby takes up a lot of our time. Do you do anything outside of the hobby
1: that you uh, want to point uh, out? Well, actually, since we are talking about music, I got into collecting vinyl. Okay, then you uh, probably so,
0: already had at one point. Now you're back.
1: Yeah, they, I had hundreds of them, which they're gone. They were gone for a few mm-hmm. years ago, and uh, you know, I go into these used vinyl stores, and from what I hear, all these used vinyl store owners are saying it's just been going through the roof mm-hmm. for about five, six years now. No one's buying CDs. Everyone's nostalgic mm-hmm. and going back to putting a needle on the record. <laughs> And I went out and I got I still have my receiver from high school and my speakers. Where'd you get that wall to wall sound? Silos. Silos, okay. Very good, man. I have a techniques receiver from silos in nineteen eighty five, my senior year in high school. That's what I still have my I still have my pioneer speakers. The only thing I had to get new again was a turntable, but I got the same turntable that I bought in high school. Right. So then I just started buying the records again and you know, I'm up to about a hundred vinyl records now. So it's cool because to hold, there's something different about holding a vinyl record than looking at a, a small CD or something yeah. like that well the you're artwork. used to doing
0: that right because you used to have to put your thumb on the outside and your finger <laughs> finger where the hole was right so right
1: so it's, you know you got to have to hold it a certain way <laughs> yeah. and then it's all coming back to me how to clean it
0: yeah. and
1: clean the needle and when to change the needle i'm like man i feel yeah. like i'm back at bonner high school again <laughs> you
0: went to bonner. Oh, okay. and in
1: 1984 and i used yeah. to clean the needle and change the needle a couple yeah. times a year and it's great because it brings you back You know, and uh, I like listening to vinyl, even the, even the little bit of crackling Uh in between songs, not over too much because then it sounds horrible, but just the in between songs, I'll be reading a baseball book yeah, and I'm listening to something from the seventies, like the guess who or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you hear the little poppy crackling in between songs. It's really cool. I mean, it's, uh. I remember when we went from vinyl to CDs, and we wanted to get away from the crackling uh-huh. to hear this crystal clear sound. Urupt, listen to Eruption, right? On you know, uh, you oh, know. you're going to hear stuff you never heard yeah, before. Yeah. But now everyone's back to vinyl. <laughs>
0: well, they promised us that you know, on an eleven ninety nine album, you know, the CDs cost whatever they cost, about the same if not more back then when it came out. Oh, they promised us, oh, the price will go down. The price never went down. They just no. came, just kept came, coming up with new ways for us to buy the stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. And I listen man I love vinyl but getting up every 20 minutes to flip it over that's I'm, I'm glad we don't have to
1: do that anymore. That's um, the only bad thing. I'm like yeah. oh my god I got to turn it over. Yeah. And over. I can't jump up and down or anything cuz it's going to skip. Yeah,
0: for sure, right? Oh that's that's awesome man. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're back into that. Like you can you, again you know you listen to the first three sides of Kiss Alive too you still have to get up twice to do it, right? Yeah. Cuz nobody nobody listens to side 4. I don't know about you. Nah. But nobody listens to side 4. So, uh, again, listen, man, thanks for coming by. Uh, yeah, um, no problem. I, I know you and I might be seeing each other very soon uh, yep. in, a, in, a, in a couple of days, so I'm looking forward yep. to that. Um, we will. I'm very excited. Uh, thanks for everything you're doing for the hobby with uh, um, both your content as well as uh, the Baseball Card Hall of Fame. Again, uh, I think it's incredibly important. You're not saving lives, but you're you're uh, saving or promoting americana right there it's right. a pretty big part of our, everybody's culture not just thank uh, you yeah collectors. and you
1: so, i like your podcast dude i tell everybody about it you know I appreciate it's, it. it's really such a interesting hack, but i
0: appreciate it man <laughs> i listen to, i
1: don't even listen to the radio in my car when i drive to work yeah. i have a, I have some sort of podcast baseball podcast yeah. on yeah on the way in and on the way home listen i uh like i i recently subscribed to the saber one which
0: is awesome right okay uh, and then uh I can't talk enough about Black Diamonds. If you haven't, if you haven't, go no. get Black Diamonds now. It's uh, okay. Bob Kendrick, who is the president of the Negro League Hall. Of Fame. Okay. Incredible, incredible stories. And uh, again, go yeah, drop what you're doing. Run out the silo right now and go pick that up, okay? <laughs> Before they stop. But uh, yeah, all right, man. Thank all you, right. Ray. I'm Thanks. Gonna, I'm going to uh, you, you. You know, obviously, we can find you on uh, Ray from Philly on YouTube. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking forward to the Reggie John. Man, Here we gonna, go. It's going to be epic. All right. It's going to be great. He's, I'm going to uh,
1: end it with the Reggie bar at the end. <laughs> yeah, he is the guy. I tell
0: he. You know, I can't scream it enough that he's the guy who. Uh, the 70s man there's nobody else to point to uh, other than reggie as far he's as the what 70s, he's, he's everything the, about the 70s man. he's the
1: stir that draws, the, draws yeah, the drink
0: man he was involved <laughs> in everything right he was yeah yeah and he's he's brilliant uh i posted on twitter the other night uh he he was on dan- he was dancing at the at fenway park uh in an astros hat <laughs> and I, I said, I said, the second best athlete in Philadelphia history, right there. And I get this <laughs> ping that says, Reggie Jackson liked your tweet. And uh, I was like, I can die. I said, I literally said, my work here on earth is done. So, <laughs> yeah, he's from uh, Winco, PA. Winco, I have him behind Wilt. We'll never, you know, Wilt's the yeah. man and then Reggie. So, yeah. All right, my friend, uh, okay. thank you so much. Uh, again, it's that 70s card show. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, that 70s card show at gmail.com, at uh, 70s card on Twitter, and uh, that 70s card show on YouTube. Thank you, everybody. Ray, take care. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. All right.